Hello, and welcome to the What If It's Not Depression podcast. Whether you're here to learn about the root causes of depressive-like symptoms, wanting to know more about alternative solutions, or you're a biohacker looking to optimize your mental health and brain, this podcast is for you. I am Dr. Achina Stein, and I will be your host on your journey to resolving depressive-like symptoms and optimizing your You're listening to the What If It's Not Depression podcast, hosted by Dr. Achina Stein. Welcome to the What If It's Not Depression podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Achina Stein. Today, we are going to talk to Anna Marie Frank, who is a traditional naturopath. She's also a brain health professional and international coaching federation certified coach and lover of life. She's also an author, speaker, employee wellness consultant, mindset life coach, life guide coach. And her mission is to end mental health stigmas and help all people upgrade their brains and biology through lifestyle choices while rewiring their neural pathways using holistic modalities. Anna Marie healed her own brain after years of depression and challenges with dyslexia and ADT. ADD. Boy, I'm having trouble speaking today. (laughs) She is the creator and owner of Happy Whole You and uh, Brain Health Focused Wellness Center located in Bakersfield, California and Raleigh, North Carolina. Anna Marie is also the formulator of her own brain nutraceutical line, which includes Happy You, Calm You, and Bright You. And she is the author of the self-improvement book, Stop Bullying Yourself, a guide to greater health, wealth, happiness, and success. Welcome, Anna Marie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so excited to learn more about why you went into this uh, field, because I know you healed your own brain and turned your life around. And that is amazing because when you're suffering, it's kind of hard to think about how to heal yourself when it's your brain. I mean, it's different if it's a different organ, but you know, you have to use your brain to kind of heal yourself, you know? So I would love to hear your story uh, and, and talk a little bit about what it was that you were uh, experiencing and what you could in, in, you know, in a summary about what you, what you did that uh, helped to uh, turn your life around. Yeah, no, thank you. So 
my journey, I mean, it's really started when I was younger. For some reason, I just never felt like I was good enough yet. I had a lot of successes. I was smart. Um, I didn't believe it at the time, but you know, I mean, I got decent grades. I was an athlete and, um, but back when I was in high school, people didn't really talk about depression or anxiety or anything like that. So I didn't know that I had, or I was experiencing depression. I just thought something was wrong with me. Nobody liked me and I didn't like myself. And, but I put on this happy face and it wasn't until I got to, I went through university and then, um, went into my career where I just like, just was so depressed and had such a low mood. And so I went to a psychiatrist cause I thought that's what you do. I got health insurance. So I thought, oh, yay, now I can get fixed. <laughs> so I went to this psychiatrist's office and I was, I filled out a ton of paperwork. And I remember my time with him was like 10 or 15 minutes and I left with three prescriptions. Hmm. And so I went and I filled them like a good student and I started taking them. And they made me worse. I didn't want to be alive. I started having more thoughts about, oh, wouldn't it be better if I just wasn't here? How could I do that? And just my thoughts were like, it was really, I was like, I feel like I'm getting worse, but I'm supposed to feel better because they gave me pills. And so I went back multiple times, just looking for him to change the pills. And over a period of time, um, the last visit I had, I, something I was lucky enough to have a little light inside of me that was like, wake up. You're the only person that can make yourself happy. And I know most people don't get this little light. So for whatever reason, I got it. And I went into his office and I sat down and I remember he just started drilling me with these questions. You know, are you hearing voices, you know, and like, do you want to kill yourself? And like, he just drilled them. It was very, very military military like and then in the middle of our conversation well him asking me questions his phone rang and he did his flip phone and he started taking a call didn't say excuse me nothing and I sat there and I felt so small and I thought I need to get out of here like mm -hmm. I need to leave this place and he and I had never really been stood up for myself in front of a doctor and he got off his flip phone and then he went right back to the questions like didn't even acknowledge that he took a call during my session. Mm. And, um, I just said, I, I need to leave right now. And he looked at me like confused. And I was like, I don't appreciate you taking a call during my session. And he just looked at me like, like, who are you? Like, don't talk mm -hmm. to me that way. And then he mm. handed me, he pulled out of my, uh, the folder. He had three prescriptions. He had already written prescriptions before I even saw him or wow. talked to him. So I walked out of there and I threw the, the prescriptions in the trash. And this is again, my story. I'm not telling other people to do this. And I walked out there and I walked outside and I just felt like this weight lifted off of me, but it was like, I was scared, but I was like empowered. It was really weird. And I thought I have to change what I am doing. Cause I was doing the same things over and over and over again, wanting a different result. And we all mm. know what that equals to. Right. Insanity. Um, and so then I just set forth on a journey of, I thought, okay, I need to eat a little bit better. I need right. to be consistent with my exercise, but I would use exercise as a punishment. So there were a lot of psychological things going on with me. Mm. Um, Can I so ask how, how many years ago that was? That was about 17 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you've come a long way. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had such 
a horrible experience with a psychiatrist. It breaks my heart when people tell me stories like that. And, you know, there's, there are people who have really good experiences too with medication. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it is a matter of, of finding the right person, you know, to, to, to get what your needs are, get your needs met. And so I'm glad that you were able to have that little light that empowered you to stand up for yourself because clearly you needed to with this person. Wow. Um, so, oh, bravo, bravo. <laughs> so that was the beginning of your health journey. So and can you talk more about, um, you know, what you did, and, you know, in, in terms of that, I mean, that was the beginning. Yeah. What were some of the things that you did that got you, you know, to the place? I mean, obviously not the, the 17 years following, but what yeah. were the big, the big movers for you? Yeah. So the biggest thing, and you know, this is when, you know, phones started coming out and then smartphones. And I was thinking, gosh, like if you can like have a phone where you can program things in it and we have computers and you can program computers, like I started to view my brain as literally like a computer. Like I, if I can rewire a computer, if I can download different things on a phone, I should be able to rewire my brain. And, um, so I started to just pay attention to the things I was doing consistently that were the same as before. And I thought that's how you used to be. This is not how you are anymore. And I started to change my behaviors. Mm. Biggest thing was I, um, I stopped drinking um, I stopped hanging around certain people. Mm. Um, I started to, you know, try to use exercise as more of a fun thing versus a punishment that I had to, you know, exercise because I had to burn so many calories because I ate whatever. And I just started to change my view on really everything. And it wasn't like it happened overnight. It was, it was over a period of time. Um, and really just looking for what was there for me, because I remember I had gone to a training and, the, and they had said, like, look there, they said to pick, there were two colors. So blue was the first color. So it was like, okay, look for everything that's blue in this room. And I was like, okay, I looked around, I found everything that was blue. And then they said, close your eyes and think of everything that's red. And I was like, trying to remember like what's red. And I couldn't, you know, and they're like, try to get like five or six things that are red. Well, the whole point of it was, and I couldn't was when you're only focused on the one thing, that's all you're going to see. So I was constantly focused on what was going wrong with me in my life. Like, oh, I spilled coffee on myself. Oh, my boss doesn't like me. Oh, you know, this bad thing happened and that bad thing happened. So it was always there for me. And once I started to shift to be like, what is good? What is here for me? What is going well? And, you know, now we all talk about gratitude and journaling and all that. It's like, I had to start programming my brain to start seeing what was good in the world and, and really searching for it. And it's not a search. It's right there for us every single day, but you have to switch. You have to literally switch that wiring in your brain to look for it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You use the word wiring and I, I, I use creating a new groove, which is kind of the same thing, you know, <laughs> you know, creating a new groove through re repetition, 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 because it takes practice yeah. to notice these things. So awareness is definitely the first key and, and how things aren't working for you, how, what things were working for you, like you said, mm -hmm. and then creating those, uh, that rewiring process. Yeah. And it's habits that are going to do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, 
we talk about rewiring. What are some other things that uh, people can do to rewire that? Mm -hmm. I love that term, rewiring their mm -hmm. brain, right? <laughs> yes, I think another thing that people can do is to untether yourself to the labels you've been given. So I was told I had depression. I was told I have ADHD. I was told I'm dyslexic. And so I identified with all of those things. And those are things that I feel like are not mine to have or to own. They are things I experience. Mm. And um, so every time I was given a label and I'll use a very simple, I think this is kind of universal. I was an athlete and I was a really good athlete. And there is this stigma between being an athlete and not being smart, mm. right? Like dumb right. job. Right. And there's all this stuff that gets portrayed on TV and all of that. And subconsciously, a lot of times we're identifying with those labels and we're not even recognizing the patterns and the things that we're choosing to fit in with that label that we subconsciously have been told or registered that that's how we are, who we are, whatever. So I had to start like unwiring from that. Um, you know, and it, it, it took some time and I still find myself doing that. It's very interesting because I am very smart and I didn't realize mm -hmm. how smart I was until, you know, I started to really rewire my brain. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I think to untether yourself from the labels and really ask yourself what's possible without this, mm -hmm. because I think sometimes like for me, I wanted to be the victim. So I had to tell people I was depressed. I have ADHD. That's why I can't do this. And that's why I screw things up and, oh, I'm dyslexic. So, and it, and it gave me like, almost like an excuse, if you will. Um, I used it as a crutch and I didn't need it. I'm powerful without all that, all of that, that just helped me on my journey. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. There's a difference between uh, having awareness around something and choosing to change it, accept it and then change it versus using it as a an excuse or a crutch, as you yeah. say. Um, and it, there, it, there is a, a subtlety that people need to understand. So so just so the audience knows that just because you have a diagnosis doesn't mean you are using it as a crutch, you know, right. oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. but it, but it oh. is something that it's important to see if that's something that's happening within you, because you're right. It, it occurs unconsciously or subconsciously, and you don't even know mm -hmm. that that's happening. And, and, but everybody has biases, uh, unconscious yeah. and subconscious biases, uh, or prejudices, you know, and, um, you know, unfortunately this day and age, it's hard to talk about those biases because then pe people are so afraid of being called something like a racist or whatever. And, you know, you don't, you can have these biases and not know it. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a racist, you know, or, or prejudiced against a specific group. So it's important to know what these biases are that, that, affect you and and like you said untether i love that word that you <laughs> untethering you um, know what i love that you said is you said choose mm -hmm. we are the 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 really who we are today based on every single choice we've made up to this moment no matter what our background is but it's literally what we choose and i think that when we take the power back and realize we get to choose our life we get to choose things and yes bad things happen and things happen but it's how we choose to respond or react to it that mm -hmm. um, can really be powerful. And I know um, for me, one of the biggest things is when I 
allowed myself to accept where I was at because of my choices, not blaming other people. That was really empowering. And um, the other thing that I think we can do is to be curious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I ask people, tell me more about that. Really? What was that like for you? Instead of like, I try to do that so much with, with clients. And then even with myself, when I have a, when I have a repetitive thought or something that comes in, instead of judging myself or feeling bad, like, Oh, I'm feeling this way again. I'm like curious. I'm like, Oh, I wonder where that's coming from. Mm, what could have right. triggered me or what, you know? And so choosing and being curious is like, I felt like that's helped me a lot. So somebody right. might be able to use those nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. I talk about those things all the time. Yeah. And you know, it's sometimes it's, it is when people work with me, um, being that I am a physician, they, they, there is another, uh, uh, what, what did you call it? Like another, um, box that people put themselves in, let's say that because I'm a doctor and they're the patient, that there's these roles of Mm -hmm. the doctor telling the patient what to do. And it's a little hard, I think sometimes when I say, well, these are my recommendations. It's up to you to decide whether or not you want to follow them. And it's almost like, you know, there is this uh, idea that, well, if you tell me to do it, then I'll do it. But if you don't tell me to do it, and I have to choose, I probably won't do it. But see, that's where the empowering comes in, right? It is up to you to decide. It shouldn't be quote unquote doctor's orders because it's it's you taking control over your life. And so what happens is if it is a doctor's order, then it becomes this negotiation. Oh, well, you know, can I put gluten back in sooner? (laughs) That's kind of up to you because, you, you know, if I tell you that's not going to necessarily reach your goals, that's up to you to decide whether or not you want to reach your goals or not, you know, right? So it's hard for people to shift uh, into this collaboration about your health, as opposed to, you know, a doctor telling a patient what to do. So that all that's, that's, there's all these shifts that need to be changed in terms of mindset uh, in order for people to reach their goals. And they don't even realize that that's a, a barrier that they've set up, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, so you have, um, uh, you've talked about rewiring your biology through your downloads and you've mentioned a couple things. Can, is there anything else that you want to add that you think would be really important? Yeah, I just think that for all of us, and this is how my brain worked, but everything you do is essentially downloading information to your cells and to your energy field. And Mm -hmm. it's important that we pay attention to that. So the relationships that you partake in, the thoughts that you have continuously, those have a huge impact. What you're eating. Um, Are you hugging someone every day? Are you having that touch? Are you getting sunshine and sunlight every day? Um, So literally everything we're doing is giving information to our body. And so when we start to pay attention to those downloads and just bring awareness around it, and it it really can be very, very helpful. Mm, Great. Great. So uh, there are some um, modalities of specifically naturopathy, uh, naturopathic holistic Mm -hmm. healing um, that you have used and recommended. Can you talk more about those? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I kind of, I do this thing at our wellness centers where we combine kind of old school Chinese medicine, holistic modalities with like, 
high tech. Um, so there's a lot of devices and things out there that are very effective. The technology, some of it has been around for a while and some of it is just now where people can actually access it at affordable level. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the things that I do, I'll use plant stem cells with clients. Um, those are been very, very effective with clients. Mm -hmm. I use nutraceuticals. I have my own line of three different right. nutraceuticals um, to help with the body. Uh, and then, you know, I do muscle response testing. I do some energy stuff that I know we'll talk about. Um, but at the center, we have like red light therapy. So full body red light therapy. People love it because it helps with like collagen, fine lines, wrinkles, all that. But what I like about it is it helps with charging the mitochondria in the body and it helps with, with serotonin and people get out and just feel really good. We also have a medical grade sauna. Um, so you go in the sauna, it's medical grade. It has a full spectrum of infrared light that is very healing to the body. Um, and so not only when you're in it, are you getting amazing therapy, but one thing that happens is when you step out and you've been in this heat, you step out and then it's like, oh, it's nice and cool. Right. So you get that, um, those good feel good hormones dumping in the body. Um, we also use microvascular beamer therapy to help decrease metabolic waste in the vascular system. Uh, we use theta therapy, which helps really force people into um, a meditative state. You know, that theta state is right before you fall asleep, you're awake. That's when your brain is most open to suggestion. And this theta pod um, that we use, and we use this thing called a theta chair. I always tell people it's like, it's like turning on all the lights in the brain, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're turning everything on because a lot of times it's like, you know, you go into this big house and you only, you only turn on the kitchen light and in the bathroom light and your bedroom light, right? Like we're turning everything on to be like, Hey, what's going on? So we can like really help with, um, you know, change those neural networks that we create. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we use that therapy and we use biocharger therapy, which is a frequency generator, um, machine. And, uh, so those are like some of the higher tech hacks that we do. Um, and I, I mean, I created happy whole you because it was, you know, the storefronts now, because I was able to find technology that could literally help people start to shift and change way quicker than it took me. Right. Like I took many, many years to heal my brain and, you know, we're constantly molding a new brain. Right. Um, but if, if I can help people, you know, our brain is the strongest pharmacy on planet earth. If I can help people kind of shift what's going on in their brain and get them to feel good and use these different modalities, um, that's a step in the right direction. And so I think, I think that's what you were wondering about what were the modalities that we use. Yeah. Yeah. So are these modalities that people can purchase or they have to go um, to a place to have them done? Yeah. So these, most of the modalities we have, um, you know, the average person isn't going to be able to afford to purchase them. So um, they come to a center like ours, but but, you know, then you go, there's a lot of things that we teach. So at Happy Whole You, we're all about educating our clients, which I know you are about with your patients, mm -hmm. right? right? And so we try to teach them also some hacks, like going outside, standing barefoot in the grass um, to earth. So it resets circadian rhythm, especially if they're having trouble sleeping, doing that first thing in the morning between, you know, 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., getting those good rays on the body and the, the mm -hmm. eyes. Um, and then doing it again between four and 7 PM. So you're trying to reset that circadian rhythm, um, right. is very helpful. 
Um, so, you know, those are good things that people can do. We do use CES units, which, you know, those are FDA approved for anxiety, depression, insomnia. Mm -hmm. um, insurance doesn't cover them, but they, they can range around $300 for, mm -hmm. for those if you want to use them um, right. at your home. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. So CES uh, is, uh, stands for what? So with that, my electrical stimulation, say that again, cranial electrical stimulation. Okay. Is there a company that's uh, involved with that? Um, there's multiple companies out there that you can, you can find. And I know that, gosh, I forget the one now, but you can go online and then you get a prescription for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they'll, they'll send it to you. Okay. So there, there are some modal, I mean, there's a whole bunch of modalities that I use too. I'm just curious as to what, what you use. And I'm not familiar with the CES uh, therapy unit uh, myself. So it'd be great to learn, learn yeah, about that. Check yeah. that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, uh, I, I appreciate you mentioning how to reset your circadian rhythm. I think it's really helpful for people. I don't think people realize just how how much it can make a difference in going outside at certain times of the day and soaking in that sun. Uh, it really can be a game changer for people. Uh, yeah. And uh, and it is, I wanna just emphasize that because you'll see it written in places and they'll say, oh yeah, of course, but mm -hmm. then they don't do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? It really is a game changer, especially if you do it every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, there's, there is proof of that too. I mean, there are people who are so sensitive to it that um, that it can affect your mood uh, mm -hmm. significantly to the point of becoming manic or even depressed. Uh, the the lack of light or or certain times of the year where there's a lot of light, you know, can really change the mood significantly. So it is actually a risk in doing that too. If you spend too much time or, you know, if you don't do it in small doses, you know, uh, in becoming uh, almost too happy for a very, very small percentage of people. So I'm not suggesting that the, it's a huge risk, but it, it, it can happen. Um, so, yeah. So, and, you know, I know you do energy medicine as well mm -hmm. and uh, how to move energy in your body that can improve your mood. Can you talk more about yeah. that? Yeah. So I was, you know, energy, there's like this blueprint within our energy field in our body of like these energies that it's like, we can't see them. Right. So we're, if you go inside every single cell too, you can't go anymore. The only thing that's left is energy. So to just focus on the physical aspect of our bodies is we're missing a whole piece of healing. Right. So we have these meridians that flow throughout the whole body. Think of meridians as highways of energy that connect different organ systems and connect muscle. And then you have what are called like the chakras and those go from the base of the spine through the crown of your head. And these are pinwheels of energy that flow in and out of the body. Um, and what can happen, like, for example, if someone is in that sympathetic nervous system response, that fight or flight, feeling anxious, feeling heightened a lot of the times, we know that a lot of times that is, you know, the amygdala in the brain and the limbic system in the brain. But then also there's this meridian called the triple warmer that it's like this energy system, the triple warmer that goes throughout the body. It's like, it's like sucks all the energy from going to all the other meridians. And those of you that go to an acupuncturist, you are probably familiar with meridians. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are for example, if you were to take your hands and wrap one hand around the back of your arm 
and the other hand, put it along your side, kind of where like your bra line would be for the women. If you were to push your middle finger in the back of your arm and then the middle finger into your side, a lot of times when you are sore and tender there, that is a sign of your triple warmer kind of being on overdrive. So if I have clients that just hold those points when they're laying in bed at night, before they go to sleep, they do it for about a week and they are already feeling calmer. So it's kind of telling mm -hmm. that triple warmer, Hey, everything's fine. Spread the energy, spread the love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll test, I'll, I'll test people with this. Um, and then another thing that like you and I talked about before we started recording is, um, there's this thing called being homeolateral where essentially the energies in the body aren't crossing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then this can happen where your meridians end up getting flipped backwards. So I won't get into all that, but essentially like, you know, how important it is right, left hemisphere to do, to cross the energies. Um, and so I do a simple test where literally I have this X above my head and the client is looking up at the X and then I do a muscle response test with them. So if they get weaker when they're looking at the X, that is an indicator that they are homeolateral, meaning their energies aren't crossing. If they are stronger, when I have two vertical lines going straight up parallel vertical lines and they're stronger with that, that is indicating that um, they're homeolateral. And a lot of people that are homeolateral have challenges with feeling low mood and experiencing depression. Mm -hmm. um, so the simple thing to do, um, take two minutes a day and you can take your hand, go opposite hand to opposite knee. Um, and then what you do is then you go same hand to same knee and you do like 20, 30 seconds and you switch. So you're constantly switching them to kind of reprogram, do that for every day, two minutes, couple of weeks, and then just go to only the crossing. And I know you have a really good one where you have people cross their arms and then they right. tap, tap their arms, which is good. That's a really good one. Anything you can do to kind of cross, but constantly be crossing. And then you go, so you go homeolateral and then you go to crossing. Um, and that is, it's really been effective for a lot of my, a lot of my clients. And it's just something simple you can do at home. And I always tell them, if you want extra bonus points, go stand barefoot on the ground and do it outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, even just walking and, and moving laterally or dancing, like you can, people yes. who move in those, in those fashions don't necessarily have to worry so much. Um, but it is important to try to um cross cross over and so just you know or even you know just doing this you know uh, you know on the tapping on the legs and crossing over that way patty cake with yourself yes. <laughs> to play patty cake with yourself yeah 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 great and so we can i throw in one more because this one's just so wonderful oh absolutely go ahead so if you're the type of person that you get tired around two three o'clock in the afternoon you just start to feel your energy slump so you have your collarbone right, right here, go like right below it, like a quarter inch. And if you press and that's tender, you need to spend some time there. So tapping this point or rubbing this point, it's your K27 point. This actually makes sure that all your meridians are flowing forward. So you should be gaining energy throughout the day. If you're losing energy throughout the day, then they're probably flipped back. So just doing this can really help flip those forward and increase energy. Just think of King Kong. Ah, right? like, yeah. And so if you need a pick me up, instead of going for a candy bar, instead of going for diet Coke or some caffeinated beverage, 
just tap, 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 tap right here. Mm -hmm. um, or just press really hard because these are, these are points. So you have to put a little force behind them. Um, but people get tender and, and the way I test clients is what I'll do is I'll actually have them walk towards me and I'll muscle response test them if they're weak when they walk towards me and then they walk backwards and they're stronger on their muscle response test, then they're flipped backwards. So there's ways that I can test to see it's, it's really very fascinating and it's really interesting. And they're like, what the, so then I'll have them do this. They walk towards me. They're super strong. They walk backwards. They're weak. It's like, wow. wow. Interesting. The body is very intelligent. Right. Yes. No, it's, it's, it is fascinating. Absolutely. is fascinating. Now there is no harm in doing these things, even without the muscle testing. Right? No, no, yeah. not at all. Just, yeah. yeah. Just to just rebalance yourself. It's not going to hurt just so people know like, Oh, do I need to have the muscle testing first in order for me to know if this is okay with me? Yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary. No, um, not at all. yeah, it's, it, you can get realigned pretty quickly just doing these tasks and it's only yeah. going to help you not hurt you in any way. I, I do an energy little routine every day. I take like three minutes and I do different things and, um, I'll go stand outside in the grass. My dogs run around and I just do this movement and it really helps me. And then I set my intention for the day. So yeah, you don't have to be tested. You just do it. Like it's right. just so helpful. Right. Right. Yes. So that's why things like Tai Chi are really helpful. It's, uh, it, it really does move that energy in, in a, in a really uh, comprehensive fashion. Uh, tai Chi is so, so amazing for people, uh, especially, it. especially as you get older and it's great for your balance and balancing many things, not just physically balanced, but emotionally and spiritually balanced as well. So I strongly recommend that, uh, as a, as a practice. Um, and so we talked about your biological downloads that impact your health and happiness and energy medicine and circadian rhythms and rewiring your biology through your downloads and mindset, right? Mindset. So, yeah. So what else, what other nuggets do you have for us? <laughs> so yeah. anything we're missing, I want well, to extract as much as I can out of your brain. <laughs> well, I think, so I will share this with people. Um, through the pandemic and what we've all been through, I've found a lot of people kind of beating themselves up over decisions they've made or, you know, just life, right? Mm -hmm. I think pandemic or not, this happens. But what happened during the pandemic that was really unique is every most, a lot of people were in this heightened state, right? So when we're in the limbic system response, that sympathetic nervous system, we get cut off from using our prefrontal cortex. And so that's our executive function, our executive thinking. Right. So it's very important that we take a few deep breaths and calm ourselves before we're making, you know, decisions. And just remember, you don't have to make a decision always right away, right? Like a lot of times we're kind of jump starting and um, we need to just give ourselves some time and just not beat ourselves up over what has happened and like moving forward, how we can, how we can be better. But I think a lot of people aren't realizing that their brains are just, they're just not where they could be. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not even realizing cause it's been such a small incremental stress going up that a lot of people are, they function and they're functioning well and they're running businesses and they're doing all the things. But I think taking some time to reflect, um, and just looking within and being curious, like, Oh, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is happening with me and okay, what can I do? Um, right. and then things that we, we talked about today, definitely. Yeah, because it, it is a cumulative effect. 
Mm-hmm. And then it, it kind of creeps up on you. And then you realize like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? <laughs> right? right? For sure. Yeah. How did I get here? And many times uh, you'll spend so much time helping others, you know, get stabilized or help them to get to a certain place that you kind of forget about yourself and uh, put yourself on the back burner because you're doing so much for everyone else. So it's really, really important to take care of yourself as well in conjunction with taking care of other people. And it doesn't have to wait. You got to do it right now. (laughs) Start those habits. So speaking of habits, uh, I I love the fact that you have um, a free printable 52-week add-in method calendar that uh, you're going to be sharing uh, for um, uh, my audience and uh, people can get a free copy of your book with any online orders. Uh, But I love that you have this calendar, add-on calendar, add-on different habits every week um, to, you know, build, you know, changes, small changes, one at a time, building, 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 because that's really what creates change. Ultimately, all those little steps you know, really help. And so thank you for that. I really appreciate you sharing that. Great idea. Great, great idea. So I, and I will uh, include your website and Instagram uh, page uh, with, with everyone. So they know how to contact you. Any last words, any, any last tidbits that you'd like to share with us? Oh, I think just yeah, just start listening, be mindful of what you're listening to, what you're allowing to come into your, to your body, into your energy field. And, um, you know, just, just pay attention and be curious. Don't be judgmental with yourself. Just be curious. Yes. With kindness and compassion. (laughs) Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anna Marie. I really enjoyed our talk and I hope uh, that people will find this helpful um, and uh, and reach out to you too. I'm I'm very curious to learn more about your nutraceuticals too. So I'm going to check them out myself and see what I can do, uh, you know, how I can use them for my patient population. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) Great. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. I hope that you will join me in the future. If you are interested in working with me, please go to www.achinasteindo.com to book a discovery call. There you may also download for free the first three chapters of my book. I hope my work enlightens you, gives you hope, and moves you forward on your journey to a better mood and fulfilling life.